Hey, this is Colette and welcome to the Food for Thought podcast. If you struggle with weight, food, body image and never-ending diets, just like I used to, well, then let me help you figure this food thing out. I want to help you transform your life so you can change the way you think, feel and behave around food. And that means you can quit diets. Yep, I said it. I said you can quit diets. Believe me, it is doable. You just have to learn how to work with your unconscious mind and not against it. So join me each week as I break down how you can do this and how to activate your natural ability to eat for your body and quit diets forever. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast called More Than Calories and the Deep Emotional Layers That Hinder Weight Loss. So let's talk about that. Um, we, I talk about this a lot. It's not just about calories in, calories like out and, and movement. And it's really not about, it is about a calorie deficit to lose weight because that's just science, right? Science is telling us you need a calorie deficit to lose weight. However, if that were the case, and it was as easy as that, then every diet you've ever done would just be that one diet that you needed and it would work and then you would be done, one and done. But it's not the case. We end up doing diets over and over and over because, um, you know, we can't stop overeating or we eat more than the calories that we're meant to eat. And there's, it's way more complicated than just eating the food that's on your list of foods to eat or not eat. So today we're going to do a deep dive into, into this topic to find out about um, how losing weight or not losing weight can be related back to emotional eating of many different kinds. And we're going to talk about the different types of emotional eaters that there are. Um, and you know, have you ever found yourself reaching for like that extra slice of cake when you're not even hungry? You're at work and it's someone's birthday and maybe you're offered cake and you're not hungry. You don't really want to eat it, but you do eat it for various reasons. Peer pressure, because it's there, because it looks delicious, because you don't want to say no and you might be a people pleaser. There are many, many reasons, right? And because all of those reasons are attached to emotions, and feelings, because if it was straight cut and dried science and you were not hungry, then it would be so easy to say, yeah, no, I don't want it. But it's not. It's way more related to all of the other things associated with that too. So whether, you know, you're, you're, you're eating chips because you're bored or you're eating cake because someone said you should eat it because it's rude not to, all of the reasons, right? There's emotions attached to a lot of overeating. And today we're going to dig into that a little bit, right? So let's, let's again, let's clarify that eating is not just a physical act. Again, one diet and you would be done. It's tied so deeply to emotions that our memories and our stresses have an effect on eating, overeating, eating when we don't want to and all of that stuff. Let's talk about the different types of emotional eaters out there. Let's see if you recognize a bit of yourself in one or more of these, right? And that's okay because we can all have a little bit. And an understanding is an awareness is the absolute first step to change. So don't stress out too much about this. And recognizing yourself in some of these emotional eating descriptions um, can help you like take a step towards making those changes. 
So let's talk about a stress eater. A stress eater is probably, you know, one of the number one stress eaters. We know people stress eat and we eat for reasons to make us feel, um, to calm down, to feel better, to soothe us, all of the reasons that we eat because we've had a very stressful day, a hard day at work. And then all of a sudden that chocolate bar just seems so much more appealing than it did when you weren't stressed out and you were busy going about your day. But when you're stressed, your body releases cortisol which can trick us into thinking that we're hungry. And if this is you, sometimes like maybe having a stress ball as a quick example of something that you can do. And what else can you do? You take a walk, take some breathing exercise. I know it's not easy to say do that in the moment. And sometimes I talk about banking um, stress management, like taking that five minutes of mindful time every day. Because when you when you take that five minutes of peace or mindfulness, or whatever it is, every day, you are banking stress management in your body, as weird as it sounds. So it's almost like you have a little bit in the reserves to go when you're getting stressed out. And again, that stressable can't help. Stick it on your desk. I used to eat secret chocolate every single night. I used to buy more than one bar so that I had a stash because, you know, I couldn't go out shopping every single day. But I somehow, I used to get the kids to bed. Finally, the homework was done. The dinner was done. The cleaning up and maybe the laundry was done. All of the things, right? And I had three kids. And it was just, it just felt like at a certain point of time every day, every night, I really needed to sit down and relax. And I don't think that's a lot to expect. I think we all need that downtime, that me time. Um, so I would make a cup of tea. And I would want to eat my chocolate bar then when I was by myself, alone time. And as time went on, like as things happened to break that downtime, that alone time, the kids would get up, they couldn't sleep. Um, someone would call me. Maybe it was something to do with PTA stuff, whatever. Other stuff that I had to deal with, other stresses, maybe stuff with my husband. And if I was disturbed from having that first bar and my cup of tea in peace, my mind literally went back to urging myself to have a second bar or a third bar. And I didn't feel good after I ate them. I used to feel really stuffed and uncomfortable and a little bit nauseous. And, and then I'd be so mad at myself and I would be so crazy and berating myself that I didn't stop it. So it was a really big pattern that I used to do over and over again. It was a really hard thing to break. I literally couldn't break it for years. It was some connection, some trigger that created this happening. I tried cutting out all nighttime snacking, but that used to just make me irritable and annoyed. And I felt like I wasn't getting my alone time that I needed. It took me a long time to figure this out. And I thought about it. And, and I, you know, all of the things that I've learned throughout the years, once I started digging into my relationship with food, emotions, past history, past programming, all of the things I have learned over the years, here I am now. Sometimes I still have bars of chocolate in my stash. I usually do in the freezer or on a shelf. And um, sometimes I have none. I find myself in the store when I'm at the store at the checkout. I usually buy them because that's where they are, right at the checkout, impulse buy. And whatever chocolate I'm obsessed with at the moment, which was score bar, then it was those bueno bars, um, <laughs> whatever my chocolate of the moment is, I will buy a couple of bars and I will stick them away. And sometimes I will eat them. And sometimes I literally forget they're there because I've worked through that, which... It's, it's amazingly liberating and it was something I honestly never, ever, 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 ever thought I could do. But I did. So that means you can too. 
Okay, so boredom eaters, right? Oh, like the danger of being bored and having an idle mind when there's not much happening. The kitchen just seems to call us. How many times have you bored and you've just gone and opened the cupboard or or the fridge and you just looked for something to eat and actually nothing even looks good or sounds good. You don't even really want it and you end up picking something maybe for the sake of it to fill some time. Um, so it's about looking at that pattern right? And we could, a lot of us eat our boredom. And it often starts as kids filling in the time with something to do, like something to do with your hands and your mouth. So if if boredom eating is part of your struggle, like establishing that and understanding that that's a pattern for you is about kind of like, you know, people meal prep. It's like prepping ahead of time of what you can do when that, when that boredom eating hits you. What else can you do instead? Find a list of things that you can do instead to like break that urge. And I do always recommend tapping because I think that's a great way to stave off a craving. Sadness, sadness eaters. It's, uh, it's really natural to seek comfort when we're down. And often as a child, food is something that comforts us, whether it was, um, you, if you grew up in a traumatic home, sometimes food can become your friend. And, and if you grew up in a home where food was love, then when you're feeling sad, that food is still love again. So there's a lot of emotion wrapped up in uh, eating because you're sad. And sometimes like that comfort food is just some of your favorite food. And often it can be like calorie, dense calorie carb food, because that really does make you feel better. Um, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's good if you can at this point to like actually look at what else is going on that what else needs attention in your body? Because when our body tries to get our attention, our go-to is to go and eat a lot of the time. And um, if you look at what's actually going on and see what else is going on, maybe you can meet that need another way. Maybe talking to a friend, picking up a phone call, um, I don't know, snuggling with your pet, something, something else maybe that you can do instead or allow yourself to have it. And if you find that you don't really want it right now because you're trying to shed a few pounds, but allowing yourself to have it, but saying, no, I am totally going to let myself have this. It will make me feel better, but maybe I'm just going to have less of a serving and just see how that goes down because giving yourself full permission can actually make you want it a little bit less because you're not fighting yourself for it so you've seen all the cliche movies right where the sad girls have a big tub of ice cream and they're eating the ice cream and crying in it so it's like a massive cliche out there so you get to look at what you can do differently and what about reward eater um sometimes like if you've dealt with um, childhood rewards around food, if you're a good girl, you can have dessert. If you're a good girl and you get good grades, you can have this, you can have that. And again, I'm not really knocking that. I'm saying it gets mixed up into programming that can carry itself into adulthood, which means we end up eating more food than we want to. And again, it doesn't matter. You can eat whatever you want. But if you are trying to shed a few pounds and this is what's sabotaging you, then we need to look at that behavior. There are countless ways to reward yourself um, and they don't always involve calories. So you have to look at things that you actually do like. Maybe you could um, give yourself like a chip in. 
Remember the old sticker charts? I know, but who doesn't love a sticker? So, or something, find a way to like, you know, put it in there when you've done something great and then go buy yourself a pair of shoes or a manicure or something else that you can, you know, almost like save up to with anticipation as a reward rather than the quick eating of the food because you eat it and it's over. And a lot of the time, a lot of my clients tell me that when they do that, then they're beating themselves up about it to begin with. And it's very, it's a very confusing message to have the food as a reward and then be mad at yourself for doing it because how is that really a reward? Um, loneliness eaters. So it's, it's really tough feeling alone sometimes. And sometimes you can feel alone in a whole room full of people. Sometimes food feels like it's the only companion, the only friend that's followed you through, that's always been there for you. And it's, you know, makes you feel good, it's delicious, and it distracts you for a minute. And if you can relate, maybe there's other things that you can do. What else can you do to fill in that need for company? Are there groups or clubs you could join that you share interests with, like kind of like maybe breaking out of your shell and seeing what else can be done? Sometimes it can be really scary to do that, but um, we can still do it scared. So it's worth thinking about. And always ask for help if you need to. Um, and now there are other emotional types. Of, like Let's talk about um, some of the other reasons that maybe, apart from being an emotional eater, you can find that could be some people are procrastination eaters and they eat to delay or avoid doing something that needs to be done. And by eating, they get to temporarily distract. My son used to come home from school and he had to do his homework and he... Uh, of all my kids, this one hated homework the most. He actually hated school the most. And every time he came home and I would say, okay, we're going to sit down at the dining room table. We're going to get this homework done. He was a busy kid. He had hockey, he had soccer, he had lacrosse, he had all the stuff. And um, baseball, everything. Because he loved sports, but he hated school and he hated homework. So sometimes I would like try and get him to settle down and do his homework and he would always be like, I need a snack first. I'm still hungry. I need a snack first. It was total procrastination from doing what he actually needed to do, which actually, this is the problem which none of us really know when we're procrastinating. It makes that task seem so much harder to do because we are putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and it builds up all of these feelings in us that we just don't want to do it. And sometimes when you've done it, it's such a relief, but it's, it's actually taking that first step to getting it done. So food is often used as a way to uh, avoid getting it done. And childhood habit eaters, like some people have just been conditioned since childhood to turn to food for comfort. And, you know, think about baby. Again, this might sound a little extreme, but you know what? There's a truth to this. Think about a baby that cries. And when a baby cries, it's often comforted by when it, we don't know when the baby's crying, what they totally need. So a lot of the time we go in and we just offer them food again. It could be creamy milk, it could be something and they're sucking on something. It's usually if you're, if you're nursing or you're feeding formula milk, either way, fed is best. Um, it could, it, it's like that, that sweet, creamy feeling that can sometimes like carry over sometimes with some people into adulthood again not saying you're craving milk or anything like that but what are you eating that is creamy and sweet is it ice cream is it something else like a pudding or a yogurt or something so look at what you're eating and see 
And just like take a minute to look at what you're eating and look back at your past and see if you can connect those dots. Because connecting the dots means that you are starting to understand what's going on. And when you understand what's going on, that's awareness. And you can start to make some changes that benefit you and your goals if that's what you want to do. Um, And angry eaters. I talk about angry eaters because I live with one. And an angry eater is... um, in my, what I've seen is, and you know, some of my clients tell me that they've been angry eaters before, that the actual eating action releases tension in the jaw, in the mouth, in, and it kind of like releases it as you chew and you crunch down. Usually they want something crunchy and it releases that in your body kind of, and it does release hormones that make you feel better. So there's like a double whammy to this one. And so it's finding a different way to soothe those feelings of anger because food is probably not the best coping mechanism at all. So what do we do once we've recognised our emotional eating type? It's all about finding healthier coping mechanisms to deal with stress, to deal with those emotions that we are often ignoring, trying to soothe with food that really probably needs something else. And until you start to make that connection, it's really hard to figure out exactly what you need. But your feelings are trying to get your attention for a reason, that your body's alarm signal, that something needs to be paid attention to. So if you do find yourself being an emotional eater and any of these ring a bell, have a look and see what's going on. And it's about finding the healthier coping mechanisms. How can we redirect our feelings? Maybe journaling, meditation, calling a friend, going for a walk, Something that would benefit you a little bit more than a tub of ice cream, which is only in the moment that if you're trying to shed a few pounds, you're going to regret later. Again, nothing wrong with eating ice cream. I go to my favorite place on Long Island called Marvell's and I get soft serve ice cream and it gets dipped into the chocolate that goes hard and then they put these like Oreo crunchies on it. It's so good and it's my favorite summer treat. Um, I could get it all year round, but this place, I only really go out to the area during the summer. So it's like uh, when I go to the beach, sometimes I have to say to my husband, because he doesn't want to eat it because he's like, you know, he's always trying to watch his weight. And I don't have it that often, but when I want it, I want it. So um, that's my favorite summer treat. What's yours? And so I just want you to remember that food is nourishment, but it's also joy. Food also is joy. And it's essential to have a healthy relationship with food understanding your triggers and show yourself some love take out the judgment and always know that every day is a fresh start i want to thank you for joining me today on this journey of understanding and if any part of today's episode resonated with you i would love you to share your thoughts give me a review and if you do thank you thank you thank you until next time i will see you take care of yourself i'll see you next week So guys, I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. Um, I would love any suggestions for anything that you would like to talk about. Give me your questions, give me your topics, give me your thoughts. And if you are struggling with food, weight or diets and you got value from today, I would love you to write a review. It helps me share my message and I read each and every one. So thank you. If you know anyone who could benefit from this content, please share and subscribe. I would love that too. And I just want to point out that in a world full of dieters and diets and so on and so forth, and if you're in that world, you know what I'm talking about, I always felt so alone. 
with my guilt and my shame about my secret eating. And I just want you to know that you are not alone. I also have a great freebie, which I think I've already put the link there, which is um, figuring out what your weight loss blocker is. Uh, if you're getting stuck, then why don't you go and look and see what resonates with you? Because when you find out what is part of your issue, what's, what's keeping you stuck, your triggers and so on and so forth, that's when you can start making the change, okay? So download the weight loss blocker guide and um, the link is in the show notes. And if you're looking for help, as always, reach out to me. You can work with me one-to-one. You can check out my membership. In my membership, we have hypnosis audios. Um, Every month, we have a new topic, and I can guarantee you almost every layer of losing weight or struggling to lose weight is covered in one topic or another. So check that out. That's on my website, colletteshillkraut.com. And I will check in with you next time.